Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I've had better nights, that's for sure. Thursday was a lot of fun. Friday, not so much. I guess on a positive note, my NBA prop bet show won for the 13th consecutive day, going five and two on the card. So that's a good thing. But on this podcast, not so good. So let's recap the losing card for you. We'll start with Mac Daddy Hoops plays of the day. Heartbreak Hotel in the first one. We had Marist minus the seven on the road at Manhattan. Marist is at the line, up eight in the closing seconds. They make one of two to go up nine. Well, at least it's not the three to beat me. It's the deuce to push it. No foul after that. Marist wins by seven, and we push the wager. Then we had Niagara minus the one and a half on the road at Canisius, and the Golden Griffs came to play. Oh, it didn't work out there as we lost that ticket. I think Mac Daddy Hoops hit the rest of his plays, but it's always tough to identify those top plays. I can relate with my prop bet card on Friday. I went five and two, but my absolute best bet, yeah, it lost. It happens, of course. My college basketball handicap on Friday goes two and two. I get the big red of Cornell home, minus the one and a half. They rally to get the job done against Yale, and I cash the ticket. Then thank you to Tyler on Twitter. He pushed me towards Nevada, and the Wolfpack put together a solid second half at San Jose State. They win by 20-plus, and I cash the minus nine and a half. Heartbreak Hotel for me in the horizon. I had Milwaukee plus the three and a half at home against Youngstown. And I cheer for Milwaukee for 39 minutes and 55 seconds. But in the closing seconds, I'm pulling for Youngstown. It's a tie basketball game. The Penguins have the ball. I don't care if it's a two or a three. Just be a buzzer beater. Let me lose this in regulation. I have the plus three and a half. No, it goes to overtime. Then Milwaukee's down four. Less than six seconds to go. I make a bucket here. Maybe avoid the foul game. Things could happen. I could still cash the ticket. Get a bucket, though, and I'm covering at least. They miss the shot. They get the rebound. They miss the shot. They get the rebound. They miss the shot again. Clock runs out. Oh, they lose by four, and I lose by the half a point. Oh, overtime. Work for me finally on Thursday. Back to normal on Friday. Losing another heartbreaker. Then Green Bay, I don't know what to say about this play. At least it only counts once, but, well, I guess it counts twice. He also backed it on Twitter. The Phoenix no-showed in a big game on Friday. They absolutely get destroyed. Terrible play on my part. I lose two units on the Phoenix. Coin flips didn't go my way either. I had the Raptors and the Hawks over the 245. Finishes at 244, and I lose the ticket. NHL, I had the Jets and the Blackhawks over the five and a half. Finishes 3-2, and I lose that ticket. So that's the past. Let's get to the card for Saturday. Before we get to the card, though, let's start with your trivia question. I almost bet this game, and I don't know if I should. Well, maybe I should still, but I didn't. It's DePaul and Georgetown meeting today in the Big East. The teams are a combined 0-29 in the Big East when not playing each other this year. Georgetown is 1-14 on the season because they beat DePaul in the first meeting. So here's your question. When is the last time one of these programs finished above 500 in the Big East? That answer is coming up shortly. But now, let's get to the card for Saturday, and we start in the Summit League. It's North Dakota State, minus the one and a half against North Dakota. So I cashed in North Dakota State on Thursday when they beat St. Thomas by double digits, 
And now they'll have their arch rival in the house, and that just happens to also be the league leader this year. So the juices will be jacked up today. North Dakota won the first meeting, 60-58, to back on February the 3rd. North Dakota State started conference play not good. They gave up 96, 91, 91, and 96 in their first four games of January. Very uncharacteristic of a Dave Richmond coach team. On Thursday, they held the high-scoring St. Thomas Tommies to just 50 points. Now the Bison ranked fourth on defense in the conference, and things are starting to click. Meanwhile, North Dakota, well, they're having a Cinderella season. They're 9-4 and four in the Summit after an 0-3 start in league play. They rank fifth on both ends of the floor, but this will be the biggest crowd in years at the Shack on Saturday. The Bison are out for revenge, and I expect them to get it. The Thundering Herd, I'll take North Dakota State, minus the one and a half, at home over North Dakota. Next up on the card, we go to the Atlantic 10. It's Loyola of Chicago, minus the three and a half against George Mason. So both teams are riding high coming into this one. George Mason has won three consecutive games, including the monster win over Dayton on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Loyola of Chicago has won six straight basketball games, including a win at George Mason by six in the first meeting. Don't look now, but the Ramblers are tied for first at 11-2 and two in the A-10. They have the number two defense in the conference, and they have the 68th best home court edge in the country. George Mason ranks number three on offense, number nine on defense. The Patriots are four and five on the road. The Ramblers are 12 and two at home. Give me the home team at this price. I'm on Loyola of Chicago, minus the three and a half against George Mason. Next up on the card, can I get a road winner in the Mountain West Conference? Well, if you don't first succeed, you try, try again. I failed with San Diego State earlier this week. I'm coming back with Colorado State today. It's the Rams plus the one and a half on the road at UNLV. So Colorado State is ranked, and yet they are currently seventh in the Mountain West Conference at eight and six. That's how deep and good this league is. The Rams are 14 and one at home, but just three and six on the road. UNLV is eight and five in the conference. They're eight and four at home this season. The Rams won the first meeting over the Runner Rebels in a good one, 78 to 75. UNLV has won six of seven games. They have wins this year over Creighton, Boise State, Akron, and a pair of wins over New Mexico. The Running Rebels are ranked fourth on offense, seventh on defense. But now let's talk about the Rams. 20 and seven overall. They have 10 top 100 wins, including Creighton, San Diego State, and New Mexico. This team is just one and six on the road in conference, winning at Fresno State. But they played New Mexico tough this week, losing by two. They lost at Utah State by five. They lost at Boise State by seven. So the Rams are knocking on the door. I know no one seems to win on the road in the Mountain West, but this is a top 40 team in the nation on both ends of the floor. It's the number two defense in the Mountain West Conference. I think Coach Nico will finally get that big win on the road that he needs in Las Vegas. I'm on Colorado State plus the one and a half on the road at UNLV. Next up on the card, we go to the big sky. It's Weber State minus the three at Idaho State. So it's revenge time for the Wildcats. Weber State has won six consecutive games since losing by 10 to Idaho State at home. 
Weber State is number two on defense, number four on offense. They're 18-9 overall. They're 9-5 and of the Big Sky Conference. They have a road win at St. Mary's this year. That's one of the best in the conference, that's for sure. They beat Yale on a neutral floor. They won at Wyoming. They won at Oral Roberts. And they've won their last four conference road games. That's not a bad resume. Meanwhile, the Bengals of Idaho State have lost two straight. They've lost three conference home games this season. Weber State is their lone top 200 win. So I'm going to lay the points here with the road team tonight. Give me Weber State minus the three on the road at Idaho State. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up on the card, we go to the bonus bets. We start in the American. It's Charlotte minus the one and a half at Tulsa. So the 49ers finally ran into that Memphis team that I've been waiting to see. Unfortunately for me, I was on the sideline, didn't have any money on it, so I didn't profit. Charlotte is 11-3 and in the American. Their losses have been at SMU, South Florida, and Memphis, all top five teams. Tulsa, meanwhile, they're 4-10 and in the American. They are 12-4 and at home, but they rank 11th on defense and 12th on offense in conference. They've lost five of six games. Meanwhile, Charlotte is a balanced team, fifth best on both ends of the floor. They have four conference road wins already. Tulsa's a tough place to play. But I'm going to lay the points in a bounce-back spot. Give me the 49ers of Charlotte, minus the one-and-a-half on the road at Tulsa. Next up on the card, another road team, this time around in the big sky again. It's Eastern Washington, plus the one-and-a-half at Northern Colorado. So I guess I have no fear betting road teams in the big sky on Saturday. The Eagles of Eastern Washington are 17-10. and 10. They're 11-3 and three in the conference but they've lost back-to-back games. They lost to Weber State by six last weekend, and they lost by seven at Northern Arizona on Thursday. The Eagles are number two on defense, number one on offense. They won a battle in the first meeting by three. Northern Colorado, on the other hand, is 17-10 and 10 on the season. They're 10-4 and four in the big sky. Only Weber State and Colorado State have been able to win in this building this season. The Bears are number one on offense. They can score, but they're number six on defense. This should be a good one, but I like the Eagles losing streak to end at two. So give me the road team, plus the points here. I'm on Eastern Washington, plus the one and a half at Northern Colorado. Next up on the card, it's finally a home team. We go to the Big South. It's UNC Asheville, minus the four against Gardner-Webb. So the Bulldogs had their five-game winning streak end on Wednesday, losing by five at Longwood. Now they return home to host the team that beat them prior to that. Gardner-Webb won the first meeting, 80-73. to The running Bulldogs are 8-5 and of the Big South. They're 4-2 and in conference away from home. They rank number three on defense, number six on offense. UNC Asheville is 11-3 in the conference, undefeated at home in conference play. The Bulldogs have seven top 200 wins this season, including a win over number 83, Appalachian State, this year. They rank number one on defense, number two on offense, 
expect the Bulldogs to bounce back and take care of business today. So give me UNC Asheville and Mr. Pember minus the four against Gardner-Webb. Next up on the card, we go to the Big 12. Oh, boy, here we go. It's another round of Bedlam. It's Oklahoma plus the one and a half at Oklahoma State. So things I didn't expect to say. Oklahoma State is coming in off of back-to-back wins over BYU and Cincinnati. Meanwhile, Oklahoma enters this one coming off of back-to-back losses to Baylor and Kansas. If you like the Cowboys tonight, yeah, several good reasons. They're hosting an arch-rival at home. The last meeting before OU bolts to the SEC. Oklahoma State played OU tough a couple weeks ago, losing by four on the road. The Cowboys have actually won three consecutive games at home. I can see both sides of this handicap. Oklahoma State, are they good enough or consistent enough to win three straight basketball games? I'm not sure about that. I think Oklahoma has the talent edge. They have six top 100 wins this season versus only three for Oklahoma State. The Cowboys have lost five home games this season, including one to Abilene Christian. Oklahoma has won at Kansas State and Cincinnati this season. So give me Porter Mosier and the Sooners today. I'm on Oklahoma plus the one and a half on the road at Oklahoma State. Next up on the card for you, we go to the ACC. It's Pittsburgh minus the two and a half against Virginia Tech as my voice is ready to crack. Pittsburgh had their five-game winning streak end on Tuesday, losing in ugly fashion 91-58 to at Wake Forest. One game, though, you just need to shake it off. The Panthers have lost five of nine or five of their nine games this year at home, so that is a concern. Virginia Tech is coming in with the opposite type of performance. They destroyed Virginia and me on Monday, 75 to 41. I will not soon forget that. The Hokies have lost three straight away from home, including an eight-point loss at Notre Dame. So that's not good for them. The teams are similar. Both rank in the top half of the conference on offense. Both teams rank in the bottom half of the conference on defense. I tend to like these spots for the script to flip from earlier in the week. No overreaction to just one game. I'm going to lay the points with the home team here. Give me the Panthers of Pittsburgh, minus the two and a half against Virginia, or yeah, Virginia Tech. Yes, I'm struggling to read my script. There you go. Coin flips, let's get there before I fall asleep. NBA, I selected the Boston Celtics at the New York Knicks. Total of 223. Heads it is. I'm on the over 223 between the Celtics and the Knicks. Then on the frozen pond, I selected the St. Louis Blues at the Detroit Red Wings. Total of six and a half. Tails it is. I'm on the under six and a half between the Blues and the Red Wings. Then your trivia answer, Georgetown finished 12 and six in the Big East. Back in 2015, under John Thompson III, DePaul last had a winning Big East season in 2007 when Jerry Wainwright led the Blue Demons to a 9-7 record. By the way, that's DePaul's only winning record in conference play since joining the Big East. So now, let's recap my card for Saturday as I struggle to keep my voice. In the Summit, I'm on North Dakota State, minus the 1.5 against North Dakota In the A-10, I'm on Loyola of Chicago, minus the three and a half against George Mason. In the Mountain West, I'm on Colorado State, plus the one and a half at UNLV. In the Big Sky, I like Weber State, minus the three at Idaho State. In the American, I'm on Charlotte, minus the one and a half at Tulsa. 
In the big sky, I'm on Eastern Washington, plus the one and a half at Northern Colorado. In the big south, I'm on UNC Asheville, minus the four against Gardner-Webb. In the big 12, I'm on Oklahoma, plus the one and a half at Oklahoma State. In the ACC, I'm on Pittsburgh, minus the two and a half against Virginia Tech. Coin flips, Celtics and the Knicks over the 223, Blues and Red Wings under the six and a half. So that's my card for a Saturday. Will it be a good day? Well, we'll find out. Enjoy the games, everyone. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.